With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. My day would be Welcome so in. done after doing that. Like well, I, can we do it now? Do it now. See if we can get Judd out of breath. For all no, no, no. I don't know. No, I want to. I told you my day would be done. And plus my back hurts. I tweaked it oh, yeah. this morning a little bit. So I'm trying to be very careful right now. What, would you just like rolling out of bed or did you? No, you, I was in the sh- yoga. I was in the shower and I think oh. I tried to suck my gut in just a bit to soap up. Oh, no. and my back, my mid back seized up a little bit. <laughs> I was going to ask, do I clip that for socials? Wh- no, I'm telling why, you, I, but I think I know why. And I don't want to know why. Oh, no, you don't want to know why. But in my back seized up now, fortunately, it unseized quickly. This is what happens when Judd, when Judd sucks in the gut and, and sees <laughs> glory. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Like, like you're sort of right, but you're not entirely like. Don't go down, not totally go down that path. But yeah, it was. Oh uh, it, yeah, it seized up. It hurt. My, I'm in some pain. God. Oh my god. I think we should just let Judd explain his morning routine to Oof. us here. In, uh, oh, right. you just, it, it starts the same way almost every day. I let the dog uh, out. Four question Friday is going to include. Some juicy Aaron Rodgers speculation, and also the Vikings may have found a, and I will use air quotes, solution at left guard yesterday via trade. But Declan, I think uh, Corona Hard Seltzers are, I think they're worth cheersing every time the Vikings add an offensive lineman to their stable, whether that offensive lineman has yeah. a 40 pass grade on PFF or not. At least he's uh, at least he's a body. You know, I, don't, I don't know why my guy, uh, Tricky Rick Spielman, doesn't just call me up and say, Dex... Let's crack some Corona hard seltzers and let, let's get real down on the meat and potatoes of interior pressure. And I'd say, Rick, why don't you grab a tropical lime? I'll grab the blackberry lime. You take the right guard. I'll take the left guard here, okay? That's, what, that's how we're going to attack this because this offensive line is slowly getting towards that pure beach vibes, that Corona hard seltzer rocks. But we're, we're, we're still not there. We're, still, we're in a holding pattern over the beach if you, if you catch my drift. So, so we have to figure out a way to get the right pure beach vibes to protect Kirk Cousins, because Corona Hard Seltzer is the only hard seltzer made with Pure Beach vibes with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, 
and blackberry lime. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spike sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. You like that? You like that? Question number one on this four-question Friday. I'm going to set this up. David Sampson, former president of the Miami Marlins and a Milwaukee native. He's very plugged into all kinds of different sports. So he's hosting a podcast for CBS Sports. And on his most recent episode, Samson laid out the reason why he thinks 2021 is Aaron Rodgers' last year in Green Bay. So earlier this week, the Packers paid Rodgers a $6.8 million roster bonus. Instead of converting it to a signing bonus, that would have saved them $4.5 million in salary cap space this year. So as teams are scrounging for cap space and looking for a couple extra million dollars here and there, the Packers had a very easy path to doing so by just converting his roster bonus to a signing bonus, which they could spread into future years of the contract. They said, ah, eh, we'd rather just pay the freight right now and not spread it into future years. The Packers also still have not approached Rodgers about a restructure or an extension that would free up more money this year and push money into future years. So basically, the Packers can get out of Rodgers' contract after 2021 with fairly minimal damage as long as they don't push more money into future years. They're going out of their way to pay as much money to Rodgers now instead of 2022-23. Rodgers is 37. And by the way, Samson concludes, for these reasons, this is why Aaron Rodgers will not be in Green Bay after 2021. Rodgers is 37. There's zero chance the Packers would trade him directly to the Vikings, as we saw with Brett Favre 11 years ago. Is there a path to Aaron Rodgers playing for the Vikings? Oh, I think it would need to be pretty much a um, a replication of sorts of what Favre did, where he is on an AFC team for a year and then becomes a free agent. Uh, and or, I mean, Brett, Brett retired to manipulate the system to the degree that he could then join the Vikings in 2009. But I would, after seeing what Brett did, I would never say never. And it, and with how the Vikings are constructed and always the questions of quarterback and the, you know, Kirk signed through what, 2022, I would say yes, that there is going to be a path and what Samson writes, I think, or talks about is dead on. And this is the most important thing. It's very clear, and I understand why the Green Bay Packers, right or wrong, and it might be wrong, are setting themselves up to sever ties with Rodgers here and go to Jordan Love because the attractiveness of drafting Jordan Love and having him is the rookie contract. Like, once that's gone, it's if he doesn't play much in his first five years, which, by the way, makes no sense to take him in the first round then, but if he doesn't, he's still going to cost more. So I think from what Sampson is saying and that's why there were reports earlier this week, I think, Phil, that they were going to try and push some of the uh, money in his contract out. And then Rob Domofsky, our friend from ESPN Wisconsin, reported, no, they're not going to. That's why this makes sense, that we are headed right now, I think, pretty quickly for a divorce between the Packers and Rodgers. Um, and I think he is as vengeful, probably he's a different personality, but he's as vengeful as Brett Favre. Definitely a path for Aaron Rodgers to end up either in purple or with the Bears. 
because obviously Andy Dalton's not their long-term guy either. I would put my money, if he gets jettisoned like it looks like he's going to, on him playing for one of those two teams because it ain't going to be the Detroit Lions. So I'm trying to think of the path. Like, you're right. It would it would have to be, like, they would trade him to an AFC team mm-hmm. in, you know, whoever. the I'm trying to think of a team that the Raiders or something. that Maybe you're looking to upgrade from Derek Carr in, in a year from now. Actually, the Raiders would be a, a really fun spot. <laughs> John Gruden. Like, that would be you're a right. really fun spot for Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. But then he would have to basically force his way to free agency or there would have to be another trade. So I think it's a lot as fun as it would be. And as much as the Vikings are coming up on sort of quarterback freedom here in a year or two, uh, so that the timing of it sort of works out, I just don't know how it happens. Because, it, again, it's not going to be a direct path from the Packers to the Vikings. He's His contract still has two more years left on it after this, even though the guaranteed money starts to run out. Right. So it means that whoever has his rights, you know, he's not just a free agent after 2021 is what I'm saying. And I don't think there's any way that they would cut him. I think they would want to get something for him. They could probably get a first or multiple first-round picks for him. So it would be super fun, but I just think it's less likely than the Brett Favre situation because Brett Favre went, like you said, went through, like, fake retirements and jumped through so many hoops to make it happen, but... How vindictive it is, Arod. Very, very. He's very vindictive, so he could do that. The, the, he's, a, he's a sociopath. Yeah. Like, that dude has no friends and family, has fake relationships for PR purposes. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he is. I think he's probably more off the wall than Brett because Brett is off the wall, but what you see is what you get. I think Rodgers has a whole nother level of uh, potential vindictiveness that could rear its its head at some point in time. The only other thing with Rodgers as a possibility is this one. Um, could he go home to California and end up in San Francisco? Because I could see that being a possibility, and he might be happy there, and it would certainly give, give him a potential opportunity to stick it to the Packers as well, not as much as it would if he stayed in the division, but he would probably get that chance if the Packers were successful with Jordan Love. Um, but I do think this is gloriously going to end up ugly, which I absolutely love and applaud. I, that's all I, I want. I, I had a Vikings fan tweet me yesterday about how um, if you're a Vikings fan too, you don't want you know another Green Bay quarterback here to win a Super Bowl. You want to develop that quarterback and win a Super Bowl so Packer fans can't come back and say, you used our quarterback. I said, no, I want the juicy story. I 100% well, want also, the juicy like, story. Also, it it's... The Brett Favre thing, people said that about the Brett Favre thing. No, you're thinking about it wrong. It's not a knock on the Vikings for stealing a Packers quarterback. It is, it's a feather in the cap. It's hilarious. Like, yes. we took your quarterback and almost, almost won a Super Bowl. And our quarterback. And, and, and yeah. he would have gone in the Vikings ring of honor. Like, he would have been the, what Jack Morris is to the Minnesota Twins here. Yeah. You know, that one-year mercenary. He would have been that for the Vikings. And your quarterback hated you. And you hated him. <laughs> What was it to love about? I mean, when Lambeau Field, when Brett Favre comes through that tunnel before the, the game in Green Bay in 2009, and the building is literally shaking because he's getting booed so hard. What's not to love about that? Yeah, it's, it's uh, I don't know. I think it would be super fun and super hilarious. Question number two. You like that? You like that? All right, so the Vikings traded yesterday a sixth-round pick <laughs> for interior offensive lineman Mason Cole who's played with the Cardinals the last three years. Former third-round pick. So he's been mostly a center, which is interesting. 
I don't think the Vikings are in love with their current center. But as a, so as a center, he's been mostly terrible, according to Pro Football Focus. So um, pass blocking grades of 46 and 41 in 2020 and 2018 when he played large chunks of snaps as a starting center. Now, he did play 129 snaps as a guard in 2019, and PFF had his pass blocking grade at 63, which is a little bit more respectable. But for the most part, he's been one of the worst starting centers in the NFL the last few years when he's been a starter. So he's only like, I think he's 25 years old. There is a little bit of upside there. Uh, I don't know that the, here's where I'm at with this. If this is a sixth round pick for a guy that brings some depth and can play a couple positions and he's a backup to, to whoever your left guard's going to be and to Garrett Bradbury, totally fine with it. This, this is a, this is a more effective body on the roster than just like a random six-round pick. So I'm fine with it. If this is your solution at left guard, I'm out and I'm perplexed. What I, do you guys? Think? I think this is the uh, replacement as far as the depth guy goes. I think for Brett Jones, who's been there, he's been cut, but he's been back and forth since the Vikings got him from the Giants. It was like three years ago at this point. I think. I think that is is. Mason Storm's role. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean Mason Cole. Steven Seagal, man, Mason Storm. I love Mason Storm. But anyway, uh, I think that this is the backup center and guard that, that they just want to have as a depth guy. Is he going to compete for the left guard job? I don't know. I, I do not like, just to be clear, whether they made this move or not, I do not like how this is tracking at guard unless there's something I don't see coming. Like, they're going to probably, I still think, if they can, sign Forrest Lamp. But, you know, Phil, as you said, from your PFF data from last year, it's not like Forrest Lamp's going to come in and be Randall McDaniel or Steve Hutchinson. So I really don't know what they're doing, and it all feels very typical Vikings, let's sort of patchwork the line again, unless there's more to come in the draft or something. Uh, but I do, I believe that this guy is, it looks to me like probably a depth guy. He might get a chance to compete for a starting job. The problem is I don't trust the Vikings fully, and when Dakota Dozier's allowed to start an entire season for your team at left guard and he's that bad, I think I'm right, but I'm not positive. So Mason Cole might actually compete for that left guard job. Yeah. What about you, Dex? Did you buy your Mason Cole custom thread jersey yesterday, or where, where do you stand? No, I, I cracked like two more Corona Hard Seltzers when the news came down. Um, he's <laughs> he's fine as a depth guy. That's fine. a six-round pick, like, if you took a sixth round pick or a, six, a guard with your sixth round pick in that spot that you use to get Mason Cole, I'm going to guess that Mason Cole is probably better than that player. So I'm yeah. fine with that logic in theory. But yes, if that's the final solution, we got bigger problems. I mean, he's just a depth guy at this point. You know, like he's that, that's who he should be. It should not be your final solution for the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're, they still have some money to spend, so like it might just be that. Oh, we got a chance to get a depth guy for a six round pick. Sorry, I'm chewing on ice cubes. About to say. Um, <laughs> so that's if, if it's your solution, it's a problem. If it's depth, awesome. It's actually a great trade. Then, all right, boys. Question number three. You like that? You like that? Is presented by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. So if you're a Minnesota sports fan and you're a business owner in particular, Federated is a great little intersection for you because they've been supporting local Minnesota sports teams for years and years, and they've been supporting business owners in Owatonna is where their headquarters are at, um, and and they've been supporting business owners for over 100 years. So you want to find out more about how how Federated and MyShield 
which is the online client destination for risk management resources, how they can help your business, visit federatedinsurance.com or download the app. It's free to download. And uh, you'll find out you'll find out all the great benefits and risk management tools that they can help you with. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, question number three. What is the one thing, mm-hmm. either position or player, regarding the Vikings that you are the most confident about right now? I'm going to go with a, a element of the defense because I think it's going to have to be good, right? Run defense. Like you signed Dalvin Tomlinson. You've got Michael Pierce coming back. Uh, Kendrick's missed the last month. He's back. Barr is back. I don't see how the run defense can't be damn good. And, and you know what? Teams will run into, at least for the first month, they will continue to do what they often do, which is let's run up the gut, right? Let's take that A gap. Let's take, and the Vikings were bad there last year. And I don't think that they're going to have success because on first and second down and rundowns, the Vikings are going to have two massive men there. So I am thoroughly confident. I don't know what's the right move, but I am thoroughly confident that having two nose tackles in the middle of the line will make this probably a top five run defense in 2021. That's my most confident. Dex? Yeah, my confidence isn't necessarily a position group, but it's just the weapons. I think the offensive weapons that, the, that Kirk Cousins is going to have at his disposal are, are going to be huge. Look, Adam Thielen is getting up there in age, but he's still obviously a very good wide receiver. Justin Jefferson's a, a star. Dalvin Cook's legit. Herb Smith, who was banged up a little bit, started turning on towards the second half of the season. And that's not to say that they still might not add a rookie in, in maybe one of their first few picks as well. So I think the offensive weapons are there. It's obviously the age-old question we keep coming back to for the last two years. Can you protect Kirk Cousins to give him the time to get to those weapons? But the offensive weapons, they're here, man. Every, everything, all the tools are in that shed, basically. I'm going to say, uh, I'm actually going to say the, the defense as a whole, I know that they still need a pass rusher. I think they're going to address that. They're going to find somebody... Um, they might they might wind up with a hole at safety or something that they don't feel great about, but it kind of feels like Mike Zimmer he he won the war of how should we use our resources this off season, and he now has a sandbox with a ton of toys to play with, and he's getting guys back and healthy, and and he's getting exactly what he wants, and so I don't think they're going to be as good as the 2017 Vikings defense, which was number one in yardage and I think points and also yards per play. But I think they're going to knock on the door of being a top five. I think they're top ten. You know, once all the pieces come back healthy, um, I think my you know my question is: Did you improve your defense enough to get you into Super Bowl contention? Because there's there is a difference between a top ten defense and a bona fide number one defense that is like winning games single handedly. There's a huge difference. Yes. And so I'll keep saying I would have poured more resources into the offense to get that thing into the top three. But Mike Zimmer has his vision, and I'm confident that that his expertise and having players that he wants is going to bring this thing back to life. All right, question number four for you guys. You like that? You like that? All right, out, outside of the offensive lines, we're going to take that out because we're all questioning the offensive line. Yes. What is what is the next thing on the list that concerns you the most right now as we sit in the second week of free agency? I'd like to delve into, not offense, not defense, I'd like to delve into the world of special teams, okay? Because there are three phases to football. Three phases. And special teams is one of them. You know what concerns me? And this is another problem. It's sort of like left guard. The Vikings always try and fix this one it seems like on the cheap or they bring a guy in and 
And and it's like left guard. It's a position that you really should spend on so your head coach does not have to uh, concern himself with it because he's not necessarily an expert. The Vikings kicker's name is a young man by the name of Greg Joseph who has been kicking on and off for the last few years, but he spent last year, and like the selling point was, he was on the practice squad with the world champion Buccaneers. Like, that's like somehow some great job. So they, he was, he, he, Tom Brady made eye contact yes, with him one time. Yes, like, oh, the Buccaneers <laughs> protected him throughout the season. He must be important. Well, he's a kicker, and they, they were smart enough to know that if their kicker got hurt, that they then had a backup. But the key word that I just said was backup, backup kicker. Greg Joseph, if you go back through the last few years, has not consistently kicked at all. And he is going to be the replacement right now for Dan Bailey. Um, I'll go back to Childress again, a guy I give a lot of grief to, but a guy who, when he got here in 2006, identified the Vikings musical chairs a kicker and said, this is ridiculous. This is an important job. Let's pay Ryan Longwell, who's a veteran who knows his stuff, Let's pay him to come in here and solidify it. And then, you know what, for the next four or five years, we don't have to worry about kicker. It was a very smart move. And somebody should have told Zim long ago, let's get a real good one who you can trust so we don't have this musical chairs. Because guess what? Dan Bailey was so mind bleeped by the time that you played Tampa Bay that he cost you that game. Like, you probably could have beaten the world champion Buccaneers on their home field if you had had a kicker who wasn't mind bleeped. And he's partially mind bleeped because of the coach. So I'm going to go with kicker because I have to write down and look at Greg Joseph's name because for the life of me, I can't remember it on a consistent basis. That's not a good starting point. Whatever, like, why did Kai Forbath just, like, I know. get bumped he missed, from the league? I think because he missed extra points. I think that's what the Vikings – but Kai For, to, to that point, Kai Forbath made one of the most important kicks in Vikings history because without him – the Minneapolis miracle doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. He made, what, a 52-yard field goal, 53-yard field goal in that game that wow. saved their bacon. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Yeah, I just, it's, just, it's weird that guys like that, oh, he, you know, oh, well, he missed a couple extra points here and there. Okay, and Greg Joseph's not going to? I don't well, I guess we'll find out. Uh, Dex, what about you? What's the thing that concerns you the most not named offensive line? For me, I'm very curious more than I, maybe it's a concern, but... I want to see what the linebacking crew does because Eric Kendricks obviously is damn good. I mean, according to PFF since 2019, he's been the best linebacker in coverage, and, and he's he's a stud. But what can Anthony Barr do? Who replaces Eric Wilson? You know, I know it's not the most important position. You know, I, I, the Vikings need to show up their pass rush. They obviously need to stop the pass with their, with their young cornerbacks. But I'm curious what the linebacker crew does. Does Anthony Barr come back to the player he was before? Do they use him more situationally? I know we've kind of started start to throw away that idea. I'm just curious on what the linebacking crew kind of looks like and how they're deployed in Zimmer's defense. Yeah. Anthony Barr is like the great mystery of this era of Vikings football in that like PFF doesn't love him. And, you know, if you look at like, you know, sacks or something, we'd love to see more from Anthony Barr, even though he's a 4-3 linebacker. But then Mike Zimmer and other people that watch Vikings film more closely than I do would say, well, he does a lot of things that maybe he doesn't get credit for or he takes up a lot of, the opposing team's game planning mental bandwidth, right? So I don't know. I guess we'll we'll see if he gets unleashed in 2021. I think the thing that I'm the most concerned about not counting offensive line is actually still offensive scheme. It just it it feels like if if they want to max their offense to the peak potential and if they want to be Super Bowl contenders, they have to throw the ball more and be more aggressive in certain situations. 
the first half, they were just so absurdly run heavy compared to the rest of the league last year that it, it, it actually prevented them from getting out to bigger leads by halftime. The Vikings, until like the last three or four weeks of the season, I think were the second lowest scoring team in the first half in the NFL, and then they would rack up all these points in the second half. I just want to see a more aggressive, pass-centric offensive approach, but the comeback is, oh, well, if you can't pass protect, then why would you call more pass plays? And it's touche. Like, I know. So I think just scheme and philosophy offensively are the are the two things that I'm just looking sideways at still. Uh, I'm sure that a eventual left guard and left tackle will help, right? Like if they're there, I'd like to think so. Like, are they going to start the season without them? I get that they're they're going to have like they'll draft someone in the first round or they'll make a trade or a signing. Like there are still moves to be made, but it is kind of amazing that we're sitting here and we don't know who the left tackle and left guard are going to be for the Vikings almost into April, 2021 Mason Cole, baby Mason Cole at your service. (laughs) Mason storm, (laughs) super tight jeans and a weird ponytail. This one's for this one's for the Vikings. All right, that's a wrap on this four-question Friday here on Purple Daily. Don't forget to download the Score North app. It's the central hub for all of our podcasts, Judd's written work, and push notifications when breaking news hits about your favorite Minnesota sports teams. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on the show.